Hey, what's up, gang? Thank you for tuning in to the Switch Masters podcast. And of course, thanks to our sponsor, SS96. Use the promo code SWISHMASTERS. That's right, SWISHMASTERS, the name of the podcast, for 15% off today on all merch at ss96.net. Also, be sure to follow Straight Stoner as well as Executive Productions on all socials. See you soon, and thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. We love it. What's up? What's happening? <laughs> uh, we're back at it with another one, Zay. How you doing, man? Man, doing pretty good, man. That's, I'm making it. How about you, bro? Yes, I'm doing good, doing good. Doing good. Um, NBA season still going strong. Again, uh, <clears throat> we talked about last time, there's some disappointing teams. Uh, y'all check those videos out. Those videos out are out right now on YouTube. Uh, check out where you get your podcast. Uh, we're going live here, so feel free to join in on the conversation. We got some really good topics we want to talk about right now. Uh, Zay, uh, you sent me a clip of John Wall actually in the interview, right? Yeah, as he yeah, says, man. some pretty, pretty shocking stuff. I'm not sure it's shocking to those that actually, you know, like ball in the league. It's probably not shocking to those individuals, but it's definitely getting in a lot of attention, as it should. You know, it should get that attention. So, uh, <clears throat> let's let's play the clip for the people. Then we'll react to it, and it should hear your thoughts on it. So, yeah. yeah. When you got traded to the Rockets, talk about the Rockets experience. Trash. I already know. I know. Beyond trash. Like, because uh, I'm going there thinking James going to be there, you know what I mean? Once yeah. I get traded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he already wants out. When I landed, I'm like, what up, ooh, I'm about to land. I go do my conference shit. He's like, well, I'm on my way to Atlanta for a little baby birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, he talking about you want to get in jail with me. Bitch, I just got traded here. <laughs> I can't up. I gotta be on good terms. Like I don't know how the yeah. owner is, the GM is. I don't know nothing. Yeah, like right. it's new. This ain't like I'm in DC. Am I in DC? I'm like hell yeah, we out. Right. It's my show. Yeah. This ain't my show over here. Yeah, nah. So we do that. They like so. He don't come to training camp. None of that. So you know that that news is all toxic yeah. for me. I ain't playing two years. Right. Mom passed. Achilles. Mm-hmm. Then COVID. So I'm like I don't give a f- who playing who not. I just want to hoop. I'm just trying to get yeah. on the court. That's it. So I did that. Went there. Worked my ass off. Played. I mean, we lost 20 in a row. We were trying to lose on purpose. Tanking. Yeah. yeah. Like, we started studying this thing, Justin Pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we started meeting. This is how I started lining up. Was, that's how I knew it was like me, David Nawaba, mm-hmm. Jay Sean Tate, Justin Patton, somebody else. I'm like, but who the fuck can I win a game with with this shit? <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> it's crazy, though. But how how did you, because you, you the vet at that time. So you know I was just mean? like, so me, I was just being a professional. Yeah. Like, I always wanted to teach them, like, don't get used to this shit. It's not how the NBA is. Right. Like, it's just a bad organization right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to fix some shit around. But, like, I always talked to Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, mm-hmm. KJ. I'm like, yo, don't get adjusted to this losing shit. It's not how the league is. 
Yeah. But at the same time, I had to tell them, like, the shit y'all getting away with over here, you go to any other teams, you'd be out the f league. You'd be like, you wouldn't play. You're not playing. I wouldn't play. No facts. So I'm trying to explain that to them because they think it's sweet. And I'm like, if you ever get traded and go somewhere else, you're going to be like, this motherfucker was right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even though they didn't want to, in my second year, they didn't want to play me at all. They were like, because they told me, like, at the end of the year, my first year, they're like, yo, we want to bring you back. We love the way you're leading the team. You've been in leadership for the young guys. I'm like, I said, I don't give a about doing nothing. If I, in my, I said, if God put me in this place to help the young guys, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. But I'm not here. He didn't put me here for y'all motherfuckers to try to tank and me be a player that can still play and just right. be wasting my talent. I'm not, not doing facts. that. Yeah. They're like, y'all, you going to start for us next year, whatever. And I would have been fine coming off the bench for them. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm like, don't just give them a spot. Let them earn it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go back to check on my condo a month before the scene. They call they like, yo, come in the office. He's like, yo, this is coach talking. He's like, yo, how would you feel come off the bench? I said, for who? No offense, but who? I'm your best player last year. Like, uh, this is what the GM want. This is what we want. I mean, we want you to uh, play 10, 15 minutes a game. Sometimes don't play. I said, I'm not doing that. Either you're going to guarantee me some minutes. Right. Or I'm not. But I'm like, let him up earn a spot. Not facts. And the coach, he was like, man, you don't deserve that. Like, you should be a starter. Like, you don't. Be like, this is what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. I said, I'll rehab. I'll work out every day. I'll stick around the team, come to meetings, fly with y'all, mentor the guys. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing. Then it got to the point they like, don't come around. Like, they didn't want me around. Like, I had to work out at 7 a.m. like I was a rookie. They want you to come around at all? Like, I had to work out before they got there. So, like, when they would come in to practice, I'd be at home by 10. Well, I'd be back home by 10.30, chilling all day. Dang. So I'm like, nuts. I'm like, and my kids live in Miami and shit. I'm like, man, I can't be here. Cause now I'm like, I'm bored as shit. Yeah. Yeah. From 10:30 all day, I'm just chilling to the game. Right. The game at seven, I get there at 6:59. I ain't playing. I didn't work out for the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. in a whole nother place. I'm like, I'm going out like a motherfucker. I'm like, bro, this is boring as hell. I'm wasting money for no reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I said, let me go back to Miami. Get on a regular schedule, spend time with my kids every day. So I get traded. I didn't get traded. You know, I mm -hmm. got a buyout. I'm not signed here. That's how it all went. That's how crazy it was, though. That's crazy. Yeah, John Wall, bro. Even you know, real, man. <laughs> he, he is, but man. I mean. Listen, all right. So first, first when you mentioned those names, I was like, this dude being so disrespectful. But then I actually <laughs> looked up those players, though. So, Justin Fadden is actually playing <laughs> overseas. He's not even in the NBA right now. David Nwaba is in the G League right now. So, I'm like, good point. Uh, Jason, but Jason Latin is a decent player, I think. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's tough. Uh, he, John Wall was definitely dealt a... Uh, a bad hand in that situation. Not only him, but I know we talked about Steven Silas being dealt that hand, you know, when the trade first went down with James Harden, Russell Westbrook. But when you really think about John Wall in that situation, because John Wall was just a player just about to come back. And I'm sure when you got to the team, you had high expectations, as you should have, you know, about to come back, trying to ball. So, Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad he gave his voice on that situation. Yeah. Because the Rockets uh, clearly were tanking. Oh, yeah, clearly. for sure. Especially when you want to make the move for him to be on the bench. 
And then, uh, then, then in this whole ordeal about him going to practice earlier, like he says in his words, like being treated like a rookie and they're having these other practices. I mean, it's, it's definitely weird. And it's not, it's definitely not healthy. Yeah. It, um, it gives a lot of insight into just that business side of basketball can be way more dramatic than we even realize. We always joke about tanking and just the, all right, find out you're traded or, or who's moving where. But in this case, it kind of, it kind of sucked for John Wall with especially like you said with the hand that he was dealt going through a lot of personal issues injuries and then to be you know traded the way he got traded which we'll dive into a little bit more it uh it's just it's kind of weird when you think about it like it's the NBA and obviously there's a lot of deals that happen behind closed doors that aren't really public until, you know, something like this happens and, and players or or people in the league come out and talk about it. But I just feel like this one was, it could have been handled a lot differently. Like his time in Houston was, honestly, to me, it was a waste of his time <laughs> for the most part. Because I think for most of that summer, we knew James Harden was pretty much disgruntled. He didn't want to be there. And he... I mean, he kind of alluded to it in the interview. To James talking about, oh, yeah, I'm about to go to the club or whatever. You know? this, man, so. <laughs> this man is on the plane. All right, man. I'm hauling. All right. That's, I feel like that's kind of the sentiment you do when you're the new guy coming into this new team to help the team and it, you're talking to the best player and this man said I'm on my way to little baby's birthday party I'll catch you later like dang bro <laughs> that's that's how bad it was in Houston at the time and it's like it was that's, that's James Harden getting to his mold of like you know forcing his way out of Houston you know, yes uh, on purpose becoming the villain to get himself kicked out so to force the trade uh, and yeah man, John Wall caught the bad Bad end of that. Um, and it also tells you how big a role these GMs play. There are some moves that we think the coach makes where it could very well have been the GM. Because in that whole scenario, yeah. John clarified that no, it wasn't Steven Sauces. He didn't want to mention. It came from no. me. And so... Silas, no, Steve Silas, I could do what he got to do. He didn't agree with Yeah, you. he has to He has to keep his job at the end of the day. And yeah, he just, just got because point, he just got that job. so He just had got there, too. And he's trying to get the trust of, at that time, trying to get the trust of Russell, trying to get the trust of James. And then you trade Russ. And now you're trying to, you know, in, institute John Wall into this Honestly, at that time, mess that that's going on, it's and it's a toxic yeah, like he that was created for this James Harden situation. Yeah, and to address those questions in the media, you know, like the focus is not really on basketball. 
And then you once you finally move on from the James Harden situation, start tanking. That's that's what your team supposed to do, right? You <laughs> have to, to be on the bench for another player who, in your eyes, hasn't been hasn't been proven yet. Hasn't earned, earned it. Hasn't earned it at all. So, um, you're right. I mean, I feel like there's there's a certain level of respect that certain guys get in certain tiers, and I feel like John Wall, for most of his career, has been one of those. Not even, I wouldn't say top tier, but I would say upper tier of, of the league. And it's like, this guy's been around for 10 years up to this point in the league. All-star, all-NBA type player. Obviously had injuries that delayed his, his uh, success and him coming back. But dang, like, I feel like that was just a, kind of a smack in the face when you think about it. Because it, it's one thing to be like, all right. To tell you, all right, we want we want you back. We want you to start. We want you to lead the team, whatever. And then to be like, no, nah, you know what? Let's not even play you. To a guy that just has been hungry, working hard to get back to the court after everything he was dealing with is like, dang, that's that's kind of like a personal, well, not a personal attack, but it, it just feels very, just no thought into how this could affect this person just on a personal level, not even like basketball. And I think a lot of people agree, like it it sucked for him to not be playing, but it just shows you the, the how vicious this business can be at times. It's just, it's weird, bro. I don't, I don't respect that, but to each his own. And I, I get the organization has to do what's best for them or what they think is best for them. So. I don't like it. At the end of the day, it is a business. It's a business. And it was a business's best interest at that time to, all right, we see where we are. We're clearly not in the stage to compete. So do what we can to get this top pick. And at the same time, develop our young guys. Now, there there is a place in the league for veterans, but... John Wall is not in a place in his career at that point in his mind where he is just to be that, just a veteran presence. You know, he wants to be uh, a competitor still. You know, and compete at that point. Absolutely. So, like, there's a time and a place for that in people's careers, you know. And veterans are valued just is not for those individuals that still have it to compete. Now, we could talk about how he's performing with the Clippers. Um, and this news was just released today that he could potentially be traded as well. They're trying to clear up the log jam. They're trying to, uh, they're trying to prove their front court. And Jaw Wall is yeah. a piece that could be traded for that. That was in the report. So, I mean, the potential be on his way out. And if you're John Wall, first of all, I don't know how that makes you feel. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. So, I don't know, we'll see how we'll monitor that situation, see how it goes. But, yeah, clearly, we always known that. 
these teams have their different genius for whatever. The most famous example is Philly. Uh, <laughs> Philly with Sam Sam Hinkie, right? Sam Hinkie. Uh, man, deliberately tanking. <laughs> <laughs> Trust the process. Trust the process was a phrase by him. Yeah. It wasn't by Joel and Bean for the yeah. fans today. Like it was Sam Hinkie saying, "Trust the process. Trust the process of us losing on purpose to get these picks. We won't eventually hit on one of these." <laughs> so, oh man! But uh, man, and to his credit, it did work for a little bit. I mean, we saw Joel and Bean and Ben Simmons, and they were competing at a high level. Uh, We'll they see. were consistently well, a, a playoff team, and we'll I see. guess, but they don't in, have a, a, chip in a yet. sense, you can't really say it's work because they don't have a chip. So this is I why <laughs> I, I I get it, and it's a strategy. You get draft picks, you rebuild, you you get better over time. But I I'm I'm kind of like John Wall in this instance. I like to compete. I'm not a I'm not a person that wants to sit on the sideline and purposefully like lose that, that like would torment me personally. And that's why I'm, I'm not a fan of tanking by any means. And yeah, they had a, a good run. They had some playoff wins. They got to the second round. Great. Cause they were bottom of the league for many, many years. But at the end of the day, it's like, was it worth it to you? Because to me, the ultimate goal should be winning the championship. And obviously every everyone can't do that. But I'm no, like it's not it's not realistic. That really... It's not realistic, man. It's it's not realistic. So you gotta have a certain spot for these teams to that can compete. You know? That's what the the NBA is trying to address that, like trying to give players a purpose when you know your team is not at a championship level. You know you may not play the playoffs, but what are some other things you can play for besides development, besides getting your numbers? You know, they're trying to do that. They're trying to do that with that in-season tournament. We'll see uh, how that manifests and if it manifests. But this is an issue, not just in the NBA, but across other sports. Yeah. Our teams are really tanking because they know there's no way we'll compete. There's no incentive for trying to compete and just be in the middle of the pack. So, might as well do our best to get one of these high-valuable draft picks where we can either use that pick to draft someone that can help us in our franchise or use that pick to trade for someone to uh, come over and assist us. So, it's just the name of the game. It's just how it is. It sucks. I mean, but and then because these are players and they have pride and they should want to win. But we also have to recognize not all players have the same the same agenda either. Some may just want to play for stats or just for money. So Yeah. There are those. There, there, for there, sure. is a, there is a place for that. So Yeah, it's a business. It's gonna always be here. So We'll see how the NBA adjusts. We'll see how the tournament could potentially impact that. Yeah. Let's yeah, Jay said it too. Some play for the bonuses that they receive for hitting different milestones, which is in that contract clause. You know, if you make 
yeah. I mean, yeah, hey, you get your incentives, you get your money. I, it's, sure. it's, end of the day, it's business, it's money. So I feel that's that. True. But I, I, I personally will just never agree with tanking. I understand it from that perspective. But for me, I'm like, ah. if like Miami, I feel like See, we would never tank. See, I, was about to say, I, was, I was just about to bring that up. You're so happy to be Miami Heat fan. You never had to be in that position. You know, you all we, so we have some, to always compete. I mean, y'all can always years, compete. We I, know, I, I remember. Years. I remember those years, but y'all, it was still y'all were still like right there though. Still made the playoffs. Hey, I mean, you know, Coach Post, uh, his exactly, his motto: "We have yeah. enough. We have exactly. enough." <laughs> so. So say that. To but that's people, fair. Say that to the people that like they know their team has no hope. So it's like, why are we doing this? You know, like. Okay. Say that to the. Um, who's at the bottom right now? Of course, Houston. But I mean, about, I was about to say Houston. About, of course, Houston <laughs> right now. But I'm trying to think of another team, man. <laughs> like. Orlando. Orlando. Well, they. Close they, to the bottom. They're developing their talent too. So no, Detroit. That's who's at the bottom of the East. I want to say. I have to check to make sure, but yeah. So you got Detroit, and then you got the Spurs are towards the bottom of the West. Spurs also towards the bottom. That sucks. Houston and San Antonio are at the bottom in the West. Oh, Detroit and Charlotte are at the bottom in the East. So, yeah, Charlotte yeah, has been disappointing. They, but, they're, um, they're used to that feeling to a certain degree. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Shout out to MJ, one of the greatest players. Maybe not the greatest GM yet. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. So, you know, those historical no franchises are like, you know, fans make kind of places, you know, like Washington. They, they've been kind of like that for years now. Since, you know, unfortunately, since uh, John Wall injuries and stuff but the kings but except for this year where they're just doing great this year knowing the kings will be there but they're not the so. kings made the right move getting sabonis <clears throat> they did so it, and did. i mean that's a that's a trade that really worked out for both teams which is you know not often but halliburton sabonis like both of those teams are going doing great this year but like you said, usually Sacramento. We we started this year expecting nothing from them, honestly. And to be where they are, it looks like they're going to finally break the curse and finally be in the playoffs again after 17 years. It was like 2006 the last time they made it. So, right. That's cool. But and, and looking at this list right now, I cannot believe some of these teams that are like can't potentially get lottery picks. Yeah. Like the, the Spurs franchise, the Lakers, the Raptors, the Bulls, the Suns. Yeah, the Suns just, man. This is, they had a, this is, that's they amazing. had a drop off the planet. That is amazing to me. The, the Clippers in the top 14. Like these are all teams you, that will compete. So, and yeah. to be fair, <clears throat> to be fair, the, the standings are still pretty close. 
and then anyone can rise or fall at any given moment. So we'll see. Yeah. But shout out John Wall. Mr. Jackson, man. Podcast. I'll just give a shout oh, yeah. out to, to that podcast real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, sure. So shout out to that podcast. No. Y'all check them out too. So, yeah, what, what's up? Definitely, man. Um, I got a few other things before we move on from that podcast because he, he has some he has some good points. But I just wanted to shout out what Mr. Jackson said. He said, as team management, he can see it. But as a player, it's like they're saying you're not good enough. So we're going to tank the draft replacement. And I'm like, that's how I would feel. <laughs> it's like, dang, you don't, you don't even feel like valuing me as a player. Like even... Like, if we look at uh, Sacramento, for example, you got De'Aaron Fox, you got Harrison Barnes, two very capable players, but for years, they just sat in development. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, oh. dang, y'all don't feel like we can make any moves to try this thing? That's how I would take it, too, but it's, it's a strategy, so. It's a strategy. It is what it is. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks, especially that player is like a, like an actual legit superstar player, or has reached that height, you know, at least an all-star level player, you know. Yeah, that, that's tough. I feel like, I feel like that was Carmelo in New York for the last few seasons. He was there, and they made some moves. They had some injuries. They had some bad luck, but Phil Jackson took over, didn't do very well for the organization, and then he just was. At that point, just getting buckets. <laughs> just just getting buckets. That's all you can do. But it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, um, before we move on from the John Wall and, uh, interview, mm-hmm. and on top of talking about his time in Houston, did you hear about how he got to Houston? Like how he heard he was going to Houston? Nope. So... John was letting it be known, like, everything. Um, he got a DM at the time. He At that time, like, a couple months in the offseason, I believe, a couple months before the season leading up to that trade, he got a DM from Russell Westbrook, from your boy. Okay. And, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I was I was fascinated by this story. He told he said that Russ DM'd him, and, like, him and Russ are cool, but they don't have their phone number. They're like, all right, respect for each other, but – I don't have, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we're not exchanging numbers type thing. But he said Russ DM'd him and said, text me your number or send me your number. He's like, what? Why? Why? And he's like, all right. And then he actually gave him his number. Russ let him know, hey, man, they're trying to uh, trade me to Washington, but they're saying you don't want to go. And and John is like, what? Like, he's just blown away by it, basically. So he found out like a couple months in advance or whatever, a month in advance that he was going to be traded, basically. Like if he's hearing it, he said, basically, hear from the source, like the actual other player you're getting traded for. It's true. So, of course, John didn't want to leave Washington, but there was so much, there was so much going on outside of what he could control. He had injuries and they were looking to make a move. They traded him. They, <laughs> he got a call, like a text from the front office basically said, please call in all caps. And then all of a sudden he was watching ESPN and saw his name, <laughs> Joe Walsh, traded to Houston for Russell Westbrook. And I'm like, bro, that, and he just, that was insane. Like, that's how he got to Houston. And then we just talked about the, the whole time in Houston. 
James Harden and everything. Like, well, I'll say this though. Be, that part, that part right there, that's not really a referendum on Houston. That's more so on Washington. For not yeah, being for for not sure. communicating with John Wall at that point. I mean, to at least give the a franchise player that, to be fair, that is that was Washington's franchise player along with him. For years. Bradley Bill. Exactly. And to not even communicate. So disrespectful. And for you to find out through the player, like that's that's kind of dang. That's, dog, that's like what? <laughs> I just I was like, wow, that's 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 a way to go. Way so to go, guys. Washington. When these players do certain things that like may seem to vilify, you know, by the organization or whatever. We gotta keep that stuff in mind. Like I still remember the substance treated IT Isaiah. Okay. I still hate that. That dude balled out in the playoffs, doing all that mess going on, experienced death, still balled out, injured, got hurt, didn't receive a big payday that he deserved after having the MVP caliber season. So I, I I will always support the players. Always support the players, man. Because some of the stuff out here is ridiculous. And that's, that's crazy. That right there is another example of it. Like when James Harden did his thing, all right, cool. I I mean stuff like we this, knew what was happening. Yeah, remember, but... like we know what's going on. Like, you gotta yeah. keep this stuff in mind, man. Because at the end of the day, they're gonna keep their best interests at heart. You might as well go ahead and protect your own. So. But yeah, that's that's crazy. Though. I feel like that's fair, but uh, yeah, man, he he called Washington home and oh, yeah. was a he's he's a big uh, community guy. He he is out there serving and, and volunteering and, and helping the community. He talked about paying rent for people during COVID and turkey drives, like everything he had done. And like the city, they rocked with. They 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 loved him and they hated. It. They were mad. Like he said, they were still mad <laughs> that he's he's not in Washington right now. So it's like, and now and and with the potential news of trading again, it's like, dang man, he can't catch a break almost. Yeah, Especially with LA, he's not even the other part of the the interview. I'll I'll touch on this and then I'll move on. But the other part of the interview, he was talking about his like current like situation with LA, and just kind of alluding to you know. Um, sitting out games and how they want him to, you know, practice and and just kind of the minutes restrictions and everything. Like he said, he's not really. I don't think he's really in like game shape yet. He said, mm-hmm. and it's like we're forty six, like halfway through, over halfway through the season. And he's not in game shape, which is like, to me, it's crazy. If you've played, I mean, even if he only has played in a quarter of the, the 46 games or half the games, he's not in game shape in January. I feel like um, this type of load management, minutes restriction, I've, I've talked to you about the Clippers before. Like, I hate their the way they play because they seem to have no and as a team lack of they like they lack urgency and then 
as an organization, they seem to be, all right, we're going to coast and we're going to be careful. Like, dang, can we see y'all go out and compete, play? And I get it. Like, load management, want to watch the injuries. But dang, guys, like, this man can't even get in game shape because he can't play. Because not because he's, like, physically, like, he had an injury recently. It's just y'all are limiting the minutes so he can't, like, get the reps, which is, like, I feel like it's kind of detrimental to what you're doing in but the same first time, place. Who, but at the same time, who knows now, maybe they're doing that to prevent injury so they can trade him. Some, That's a do, good point. They, they do that, you know, so that, that could have been yeah, a sign of, like, hey, they probably, if I'm not getting the base reserve, basically. And that's basically the report that came out today. They could have been shopping for since the interview, whenever you did it. Like, long before that. Like, wow. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Because they want to, like, preserve what's being, like, shopped. You don't want them You don't want them to get hurt. Because once he's hurt, it's over. You can't trade him. So. And then that'll decrease his trade point. value because he's already an injury concern. I'm not gonna say risk. See, it's concern. Q, you should apply to the NBA front office. That type of mindset, right there. You got it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm still for the players, man. <laughs> I'm still that's for the fair. players, but that, I'm just saying that's that's part of what they're doing, and they do that across yeah. all leagues too. It's not just the NBA, man. So it sucks. Yeah. Well, I hope John Wall finds success, though. For sure. I hope I hope I he can stay a, with the Clippers. I hope I think he can. he's good with the Clippers. That's what I'm saying. I hope he can stay because uh, I think they can they have a good chance. But like I said, I agree with you. That's just what they're doing. They're just trying to coast to the playoffs because they know what they know they can get in. And I think yeah. this too. I think they're making some right now. It's not necessarily competing. I think they're making some right now. It's trying to get their investment back. With this new arena, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just getting money, getting, getting fans in the seats, getting money because you know the players are hurt. You know, but well, nobody buying tickets, but they're cool. They you know I'm, I may see them tonight. Oh, I didn't get a chance to see them. Okay, I guess I'll try again. Up there. So, like, you know, this right. it still sucks though because low management itself is just terrible. That can lead to another conversation about maybe decreasing the regular season games and whatnot. But yeah, it sucks. But we'll see. We'll monitor the John Wall situation. But we'll see. Keep doing podcasts, though. Keep doing it. Man, I love. I guess we can. I love the the player movement in podcasts. Right, right. Real quick, though, I can't really think of a perfect fit for John Wall right now. Because honestly, they're trying to trade him for a front court player, so I'm not sure who they're targeting. Honestly, yeah, I'm not even sure who they're targeting. It depends on what the Clippers are targeting right now. Yeah, it's true. Um, they're trying to find another four or five, I guess, or yeah, because they have they got Batum, they got Kawhi, obviously, yeah. Paul George when playing and. I feel like it's, it's yeah, pretty so, solid. I don't know. I'm saying, like, I'm not sure what they're trying to go after. Like, they have a solid front court, 
So I'm not sure they're trying to go after. I forgot about him too. True. So I'm not sure they're trying to go after them. So I don't get it. It's, they're trying to make a plan. I think Jerry West is still a consultant. So I trust Jerry West. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Trust him. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good point, Mr. Jackson. Yeah, the Clippers did kind of go all in with with Kawhi and bringing Paul and. They don't have the cap space. They they need some youth. They don't have much draft at like capital. No, nah, we got mm. it. OKC got it. Let's do it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I know what you're trying to do, so. Oh yeah, I'm good. If they can keep coasting all they want <laughs> on the regular season, I'm good with it. Oh my god, this man us. here. Okay, see. So yeah, it's between them and the, the Rockets. Sam Presti, the king of picks. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, man. Is there anything else you want to hit with John Wall? Um, I think that's it for now, man. The uh, yes, I ain't watched the whole thing. I saw different clips you seen. Yeah, man. It's if y'all haven't seen it, go check it out. It is great interview from the Title League podcast. It's pretty good, man. So I, I respect and thought it was dope. Yeah, full interview is pretty cool. He, he had a lot of good points. He had some stuff about LeBron. It was it was cool, man. So <laughs> yeah, I'm shout out, out shout out to John Wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm checking it out. I know we got another topic to get into, but there's some news that came out we can react to real quick. Um. One, we we didn't know this was a thing. That's so much. I don't know where to start it. Okay, so here we go. One, apparently, oh, the Hornets are taking Terra Zero offers ahead of the trade deadline as well, and he can be a valuable piece to any number of teams. So that's exciting. Uh, who exactly do the Hornets want him for? Based on where they are, maybe could be some more draft picks because they're still in the rebuilding stage. Maybe it's a specific piece they want. That's something interesting to uh, watch out for. So I'll keep an eye on that. John Collins, we talked about him in our last podcast. It's crazy. Apparently, nobody wants him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh. They're having a hard time trying to find a trade partner. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. He's been playing pretty well. Uh, well, for the most part, he's he's doing doing pretty good. Doing John Collins type numbers type things. I guess. Uh, I feel like he'd be a valuable asset. I don't. I, I don't know. Well, here's the thing about John Collins. I'll put it this way. Okay, this this is what it is. It's there, the teams are reluctant to take on the remaining salary of twenty five million a year for next year. That's but that's still a valuable contract to me. Like, I don't. Not when they want to get somebody better. I guess I don't know. This is I don't think this is what I think John Collins doesn't is. have a bad contract to me. That's not a terrible contract. 
it's not bad. I think as a contract, I think it's just that teams. It's it, the thing with John Collins is that can he be the best player on a team? No, probably not. No, but where does he fit? Because it's like, all right, well, he's kind of a. He's not really a guy that just gives rebounds and catches a lot every once in a while. He's more of a guy that gets a couple touches a game, but he's not really a, to me, at least with, with Trey Young and the Hawks, I don't think he's like a key focus piece that they need, really, when you think about it. Because he's he can shoot, and he he's obviously athletic, can catch lobs, but... They can really just run that with Capella, or they can just run the pick and roll with um, the other kid off the bench. Like they, he's he's. It's like he can be easily replaced, and it's no disrespect to him. It's just like his 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 role isn't really to me solidified. It can be swapped out pretty easily. It's kind of to me what if if unless he can develop a, I don't know, like a. a one-on-one game like he's not gonna be any really like focal point in an offense at any point to me so that's why i feel like all right teams feel like all right he could be good but also while we take on this money just to have somebody who we can kind of swap out with any other wing that can do this type thing that's a good point that's a good point it's not like he's an all-star Caliber player. Don't get me wrong, he's good, but at least right now, at least right now. So yeah, I feel like he's what depends on fit. Like, like what Blake Griffin was for his last like those couple seasons in Detroit. Like Uh, we know he's good; he can do some things, but can he like be a game changer in the organization and and his team? Probably not. All right. We'll see. Along with that, um, the Wizards are looking to move Rui Hachimura. He's a valuable board. I think that has a lot of potential. Should be good for a team. Um, and lastly, the Warriors are not really actively shopping, you know, that young trio. Wiseman, Kaminga, and Moses Moody. I believe that's just a smoke screen, which is like, we're going to say we're not doing this, but does anybody want them? Because <laughs> so, there's no way, because you you got to compete with how, how Steph is balling. You got to go out there another one. And Clay. Shout out to Clay. Like, mm-hmm. He's been balling lately, too. So That's some of the news. There's, there's like other stuff in there, like the Spurs or Shopping Pertle and all the stuff like that. So we'll see, man. Let's trade that line. Closer it gets, the more news we're getting. We'll see what it's the interesting. Yes, it is. It's yeah. going to be good. It's going to be good. Let's see what y'all going to do. Are y'all asking yeah. to trade Laurie for someone? Or? I honestly don't know. We'll see. Hey, <laughs> Raleigh. You know, he he's he's a godfather for a reason. He'll pull out a move and it'll be a game changer if he does. So 
Yeah. We'll see. Yep, won't be surprised. Um, yeah. So, got another main topic for tonight. So, um, <laughs> Austin Rivers. I, don't know, I was about to say Austin Reeves for a second. <laughs> Austin Rivers, man. He had a very, very good point that he made. Uh, I believe this is through the ringer. I believe. But, uh, let's hear what you had to say and get to it. Little things in basketball are forgotten now, and they're not appreciated. And it's like a trickle effect, even to like the analytics of numbers and stuff. Like certain guys don't get paid what, you know, what they value in basketball, what kids think are cool. I'm going to try to make this as, as sweet as possible because this, this, this really does bother me. I talk about this all the time. When I played in high school, you only got a mixtape if you were like a top tier guy. Back then, like you had to put in work, like consistent work, build a name for yourself to get a mixtape. And it was like an honor to have a Ball is Life mixtape. It was an honor to have a Hoop mixtape. We didn't play to have one though. I didn't go into a game doing something to be on Hoop mixtape. I went into the game to win and just be myself. And Hoop mixtape and them were there following me. I didn't ask Hoop mixtape to come follow me. I didn't pay Hoop mixtape a dollar. I didn't pay Ball is Life a dollar. They just followed me because I was that guy. They followed Brad Beal because he was that guy. They followed this guy because he was that guy. That's how it was. It is, the landscape has changed now. Parents are paying these people to come to games. Everyone gets a mixtape. Uh, everyone looks at the camera now and taps on their head and they dunk on someone. And it's it's all highlight after highlight after highlight. And now only kids watch highlights. They don't watch the actual basketball game, the purity of the game. You know, making a hockey pass, which means making the right pass. Even though you're not going to get an assist, you're driving to make a play so someone else can make the play to get an assist. You know, diving on the floor, talking on defense, uh, playing defense at all shooting good shots, making the game easy, being efficient with basketball and uh, you know, scoring off one or two dribbles rather than 15 dribbles. This 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 whole thing, this all and I'm I only named like 12, there's 50 of them has been forgotten about in basketball. And you're seeing it with some of these guys that come in the NBA. I can name you names, but I'm not going to. That come into the NBA and have all the talent in the world, but like they need to be taught basketball because like this is what basketball is now. Like highlight, highlight culture has absolutely, yeah, it has. It has killed the game of basketball. Man, preach. <laughs> That's all I got to <laughs> say. Preach, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Preach. Bro, who? What players do you think he's talking about? He um, wanna say the names, but we can guess <laughs> some names real quick. <laughs> I, I mean I don't know. I, what you who you think, man? Man. <laughs> yo, looking at some of those comments, um like that same mm -hmm. video. Mm -hmm. So I was saying Lonzo. <laughs> Not Lonzo. Well, the Ball brothers basically. Lamelo. Lamelo. <laughs> um Someone said Jalen Green. I'm like, man, y'all. I mean, but for real though, <laughs> Austin does have a very, very good point. And you sent me a video for the show of these third graders. Yeah. <laughs> literally not doing anything. 
but showboating and just like everything of that Austin, Austin was just saying just now. Exactly. Literally <laughs> doing all the gestures. No, it wasn't even anything just outstanding either. They're just doing it. Bro. They're looking for the camera. The game <laughs> so. has changed so much, like from the perspective of what, like the, the visuals, like having Twitter and, and social media changed the game so much, bro. Um, I remember when, when Steph really like became ultra Steph and was shooting half court pull-ups, everyone wanted to shoot deep shots all of a sudden. Oh. We talked about this, uh, our guy, uh, Kev, talking about how everyone wants to shoot the deep three, but he's one of those guys that wants to get right on the line so he can get the best shot. I was talking about this with Jay the other day. Like, play these kids see the too small gesture. They see these dances. They see the gritty. They see, you know what I mean? Like, it's so much extra stuff that goes into the game that the actual art of the game, the actual skill, the fundamentals that you actually need are getting lost in the in, in translation. And it's it's kind of disappointing to see because I feel like you and I and pretty much Jay, like Kev, we all grew up in the era. We're kind of like the middle child of all of this because we're young, we're old enough to know who, you know, Kobe dominated the 2000s, AI, D-Wade, LeBron, we, well, I've seen LeBron for 20 years, but then we saw Steph, and now we're seeing like James Harden, we're seeing uh, Giannis, Joel, and and Lamelo, uh, Jalen Green, John ja Morant, like all these guys that have their antics, have their like fun, their energy. And it's like that's cool. I'm not against it at all. Like have fun because in the NBA you've earned that. But when it comes to teams like that. This this the video we're talking about is is a viral video, literal third graders out here doing two small gestures. One kid that's like this tall compared to the other third graders, and he's getting the rebound, putting the ball back up, and doing the two small gestures. And it's like, bro, who who is on the sideline for this team allowing the players to just do this? Seeing a kid doing a dance, and they're yelling and and hype, and it's like have fun, but as a leader. Like, I don't blame the kids because they just see what they're just doing what they're seeing. But who are the, the the coaches of that team? Who are the parents of those players? What are you showing them besides what they see on social media? And because, or like you said, they didn't do really anything. It's just, let's do these these gestures, these fun things that we see, these dances, this this viral moment so we can... I don't know what be cool. Like it's that's not basketball culture. The highlight culture is it's kind of poisoning the youth to me. And maybe that's the old like I'm OG, whatever you want to call it. I'm Hayden, but it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, it's like they put more effort into that or the dances or whatever than the effort they put into like the actual game. You know, and it shouldn't be like that. You gotta put more energy and effort to the craft and the art. I mean, though your game, but not the oh, what I'm gonna do after this. What just I'm gonna do? What dance I'm gonna do? Where the camera at? Like, there's more energy and effort into that than just 
playing the actual game, and that's so disappointing. And you saw, and you mentioned the parents, dude. I agree, Austin. I thought before you said that, I ain't think about the possibility that these parents or coaches or whoever could be paying for these mistakes, man. I it's I all think it's about all that. about dollars. dollars I ain't think bro. about that's, that, that's man. It. And, that, and, <laughs> and all that does is enable these folks, man. And it's not fair to those that like actually put the work in and probably deserve to be followed by Ballers Life or these other mixtapes. So that's what I'm. It, it sucks. It's it's terrible, man. They just enabling these kids, man. For what? For what though? Like, I like culture, bro. It is. It's, I I agree. It's definitely running the sport. And this is my main point too, real quick. I swear, I thought Americans invented the basketball, the sport, right? We invented mm -hmm. it. We're supposed to be masters of craft at it. Why do people overseas have better fundamentals than we do nowadays, man? This is why I think in the NBA we see that. The past couple MVPs in the NBA have been what? International. Jokic back-to-back. Giannis back to back. This year maybe Luca. So like we yo, it's been years since you had like American like MVP. Yeah, Who was the last true. one? I'm trying to think of it, man. It's been a minute. <laughs> Who was it? Was it Dang bro? Who was before? Let me see. Was it James? Jokic the past two times. I think it was James it Harden. It was James Harden in 2018, which is now five years ago. So I think it was James Harden, man. I think that was yeah. the last one. Yeah. That is terrible. I've had this um even like this was this was has been like a a shift in 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 basketball for years, honestly. I, I've had this conversation with people I went to go play with at the park, and they're like, "Kids these days just want to do euro steps and spin moves and step backs," and it's like that's part of the game today, obviously. Sure. But Jay Jason just said in the comments, like he was trying to teach his 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 players a reverse pivot and inside moves, and they were saying it's too complicated. Like, <laughs> okay, that's you know you know what I mean. Like that, that's uh, complicated though. Being in a triple threat position, reverse pivot, is is complicated. But you you want to learn how to euro, and sidestep three, but you exactly. can't pivot. You can't. Uh, that's like I don't know if if players or if parents or whoever like. Whoever teaches these, like it's third graders. I'm so we're talking about in that specific video, but Austin Rivers has a great point. And he, Austin Rivers, had to me one of the greatest high school mixtapes I ever watched. Austin Rivers was cold. Like he's still a, he's a great he's a good player, yes. but he had one of the best mixtapes in high school I ever seen. And to be and to like you said, now everybody has their phone out. Everyone's waiting for um, something they can post to to go viral, and it's like, what about the 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 players that actually? Where are the players that are actually learning how to play basketball? 
you you get to the league and and some of these guys are I think we talked about this before too. Like some of these guys are athletes and they can do a lot of things because of their athletic ability, but they have no basketball knowledge. They don't have that type of like skill that's ingrained to be able to translate. All right, if I can't jump, if I get hurt, what do I do? Like, can you still handle the ball? Can you find your own shot? Can you find other ways to, you know, affect the game? And I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Like, I was at the park a while back ago and I was playing and this guy was talking about his son. He was saying like, I show my my son CJ McCollum highlights. Like CJ isn't tremendously athletic, but he has game. He has handle. He can shoot. He can score at pretty much any level in the, in the game. He, he has an all around game. And it's like, no one talks about these guys like Lou Will, like that can, that have just the ability to put the ball in the basket, the just playing fundamentally sound basketball. Even when you talk about Jokic and Giannis and Luka, at the base of their game is fundamentals. They do Euro steps. Jokic has crazy passes, but you know how they got there? Because they started with the basics and they were able to master the their craft. So now they can do all these extra things and be sufficient with it. But everyone sees that like this this step back that I'm gonna do and and like you said, all right, what the, where's the camera? Like, let me figure out what celebration to do. And it's it's I don't know, man, it's sad to me. So but uh hey, teach his own. It's it's tough out here, man. It's tough. Well we'll see, and plus we just rewarding it. It's like we're keep enabling it. So it'll just keep happening. We'll, yeah. see, we'll see what happens. Like I miss the days of like Tim Duncan, you know. Players are like really, really strong for the numbers, but if they, but they can still get the bag, you know, <clears throat> and be recognized for their efforts like that. Nowadays, yeah. it's kind of getting lost right now because the clicks are what matter in the social media age. Like the clicks and the highlights, that that's all that matters. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, this kind of goes, just kind of go towards what we were talking about the other day with Donovan Mitchell, man. A little bit. Good point. Yeah. Like he has a solid game, but because he doesn't have as many highlights as other players, he's not thought of as like at the level as he should be. So it's tough. I'm interested to see how this will go in this couple next couple of years because what type of players are we going to have in the league? You know? Yeah. It makes me think about how the NBA is is, ma- is paving a way for younger players to be able to play into the go into the NBA sooner. Like you have the G League, G League Ignite that kind of is acting as a bridge to the NBA these days. And at this rate, the highlight culture, the clicks, the social media players are kind of going to take over at some point. And if that's still like the avenue, obviously they can get a lot of points and they can and have a good time as a player in high school. And I don't know if that's going to 
translate well because once they do get to the NBA, are they going to last? You're playing against high school players. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not the same as when you get to the NBA. You're going to play against grown men. You're going to play against veterans. You're going to play against guys that know how to defend you, not just do you have a full game? Can you can you go out there and, and create a shot other than doing these highlight moves and celebrating? It makes me kind of think like, all right, well, should we just like keep players going to college for a longer time? Like, because that's where a lot of players are developing more so than the others. So, yeah, good point. <clears throat> Jay, you got anything to add for the people? Any final swishes or anything? Uh, my final swish. I got a shout out to our sponsor, man. I got to keep going. He's 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 doing his thing, man. Shout out to SS96. Y'all go get that merch at SS96.net. But shout out to the owner, Straight Stoner. He uh dropped two new songs recently. Mixed and mastered by your boy. Go check out O. On all pl platforms, as well as the Heart of My Chest remix, produced and mixed by Executive Productions. So go check that out, man. Go support. Uh, shop at SS96.net. He's been doing his thing. He got some new stuff coming. We got some new stuff coming. So be on the lookout. Yeah, y'all definitely check that out. <clears throat> so you please check that out. Uh, mine is kind of go towards uh, it's not fully basketball related, but it's just, it's just one of my passions. So I just gotta talk about it real quick. Oh, uh, Baltimore Ravens, do not let Lamar Jackson go. Please don't let this boy go, man. Please resign Lamar Jackson, man. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Keep him. I could go on and on about that. But shout out for firing our offensive coordinator, though. Good job doing it. Shout out for firing. Shout out Greg for firing. <laughs> yeah, shout out for firing Greg Roman. Like, oh, good luck to Greg Roman wherever he does, wherever he go to. So, yeah. Anyway, thank y'all for watching, <laughs> tuning in. Uh, catch us on all podcasts and platforms. Check out YouTube. We'll post these clips from this from our live at some point later on this week. So, appreciate y'all. Take it easy. Thank <laughs> you.